Blog Talk Radio. A flippin' out radio production. It's real. We've gotta be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again. We are exploding, the world is gonna know it. We rock it like you're never gonna see us again. Good evening, everyone. It's 10 p.m., and you are listening to Pure Gold, live and on the air for this Tuesday night, June 28, 2011. Hope you all had a great weekend. This Monday is the 4th of July, Independence Day, folks, 235th year of freedom from England, and I am stoked for the 4th of July. You got the Nathan's Hot Dogging Contest, you have the Belleville Fireworks, which I will shamelessly plug because they are the best fireworks in town, folks. I kid you not. And, folks, with tonight's theme and the 4th of July right around the corner, there's only one song that I could think of to play right before we get underway, and here it is. Once again, to a show that covers sports, life, and everything in between. My name is Joe, just Mrs. Buccino, and as always, ready to give the promo of his life, my tag team partner and co-host. And we out of your home. Yes. David Gomez, a.k.a. DG, a.k.a. And we out of your home. Yes. JB, how you doing, sir? DG, I had to let that run a little bit. I mean, that that is a good song. Oh, of course, it's a great song. It's a classic song. It's an all-time, all-American, real-American greatest song ever. That's probably the greatest theme song in the history of wrestling. I don't care who says what, otherwise, backwards, frontwards, or sideways, greatest theme song ever. And like I said, it, it has to be a song that tied 4th of July and our theme for tonight, which is, I don't know if it's sad or not, but it's it's all wrestling for the most part, you know, DG? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, before we get started on that, though, sir... Let me give out the contact information. Folks, if you'd like to call on the show, and tonight is going to be an extra special Pure Gold, you need to call in so you can talk to Kelly, our lovely board up. That number, 714-364-4721. Once again, 714-364-4721. And, of course, as always, our website, folks, if you'd like to check us out, puregoldpg.com. JB? DG, do you have the flood bags ready? Do I have the what ready? The flood bags. I mean, the floods are opening, and it seems like the Mets and Yankees are scoring a flood amount of runs. Yeah, <laughs> that's a horrible analogy, but yeah, I think you're right. It, it, it's amazing how many runs the Mets have scored tonight. I mean, I was watching the game earlier today, and of course, 
we need to get into that, JB, uh, right before we start because we have a special guest tonight. Uh, it's mostly going to be wrestling, but JB, have you uh, were you able to catch any of the Mets game tonight? Oh man, I mean, I heard that Jason Bay and Carlos Beltran have hit a grand slam in the same game. Or, or is this the same Mets team from uh, last week? What's amazing, Joe, is that the Mets have scored 14 runs tonight. Obviously, uh, my boy, you know, uh, pitching tonight has got the job done. But the Mets haven't hit a grand slam in almost two years. And, Joe, they hit two a back-to-back in a belly-to-belly, innings-wise at least. It just amazes me. I saw Carlos Beltran's grand slam and barely cleared the wall. But, man, was it great to see Jason Bay, what do you say, finally getting off the schneid, as it were. And I'm happy, ecstatic, thrilled that the Mets are getting the job done. As you mentioned, the uh, Yankees blew out the, the Brewers tonight, and I'll be in Milwaukee next week. I was hoping to check them out, but that's another day, you know, another story for another time. 18 hits, 14 runs, a, a pair of grand slams. Joe, I don't know where this offensive outburst came from for the Mets, but I have to admit it is about time that they start scoring some runs, sir. It has to be at least two or three years that the Mets have scored this many runs. The only thing I have to say, DG, is that uh, with Jason Bay hitting a grand slam, it would have been sweeter if he was at home to hit it to get the fans sort of on his side, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But I don't care where he hits the home runs. He needs to hit him, sir. Keep him hard, yeah, keep him coming, wherever he needs to, <laughs> sir. I don't care if it's at Shea Stadium, City Field, Yankee Stadium. I don't care if it's at Ebbets Field. I don't care if it's at the Polo Grounds. I don't care if it's across the street in the park by my – he needs to hit the ball out, sir, all the way out. I totally agree with you. And uh, that's – I'm glad we got the sports update out of the way because we have a lot of good wrestling stuff for you tonight. Are you ready, DG? Um, I'd have to say yes, sir. I mean, I'm always ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go back-to-back in a belly-to-belly as the Mets did, and I am ready to drop a hot one on this show tonight. Excited. Because not only are we going to talk wrestling, not only are we going to talk to uh, an insider, as it were, a true insider in the wrestling industry, not only are we going to talk about last night's Monday Night Raw, but we're going to break everything down the way that only we know how, sir, pure gold style. I hear you. So without further ado, we do have a very special guest for you tonight. He was actually, and still is, thank God we've reconnected, he's a close personal friend of mine, Dating back to when I went to middle school and high school, DG, and that is like a lifetime ago. It's like over 16 years ago. Wow. But um, cool. I am I am happy to have reached out to him via Facebook, which, you know, Facebook is good for that. He is Pretty now, cool. folks, yeah, he's now the referee of the Inside the National Wrestling Superstar Promotion, better known as Mike I'm Always Right Jones. Mike DeVivo, welcome to Pure Gold. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing today? Good, good. How, how's everything been? I mean... We haven't talked since probably 1995, so what the hell have you been doing since 1995? A <laughs> uh, lot's been going on in my life. Um, got married. been married for about three years now. Nice. Um, nice. I, went to, uh, I pretty much went to culinary school after I graduated high school. I uh, got out, worked in the industry for a little bit, and uh, I kind of wanted to go into the United States Marine Corps. And then I switched my directions, kind of went in there for four years, served active duty, Got out of sergeant, uh, did four more years uh, reserve time, and uh, got out. Uh, again, changed my career path again, kind of went into security and uh, became a police officer for a little while. 
And uh, after that, kind of wanted to get back into the cooking business and started managing at restaurants. And uh, then I got approached by my father to do uh, like a family business. We kind of got into dry cleaning. And uh, I've been trying to get a business off the ground right now. It's doing okay. Uh, I can't complain about it. yeah, nice, Mike. Uh, what, what's interesting is you've you've pretty much done anything and everything. I mean, you're going, you've you've been all over the world, as it were, you know, in terms of different careers and different paths and things. But uh, you know, can you tell us what got you into wrestling as a fan specifically, and how you became a, a referee? Well, I could say I've probably been a fan probably about since WrestleMania one. Uh, my father took me nice. to the first the old school WWF shows, and I got to see uh, greats like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and uh, Junkyard Dog, Iron Sheik. Uh, this is my first experience ever going. I got to see all these superstars, and, you know, just like any other fan, I was starstruck, and I was in awe, and I was amazed by what these these guys can do. Who was your favorite growing um, up? Did you have a, a main guy? Up, uh, I have a few guys, because uh, as wrestling evolved, I started liking somebody new as the new era went on from the 80s to the 90s and to the 2000s. So starting old school, I'd probably go Ric Flair. Um, okay. I, I, I love a wrestler with a personality. I mean, he's it. I mean, he's, he's all personality. And uh, Definitely. I love the whole stable thing, the four horsemen, Arn Anderson, uh, you know, some of the greatest wrestlers ever. Um, when you move ahead into time, I'd probably say Macho Man in the 80s. Again, yeah, yeah, great, great personality. Uh, what a great tragic loss to our business, losing him. Um, he'll be greatly missed. Of course, of course. Um, we did a whole special on the, on the Macho Man. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it was very tragic. It, it's very sad to see these guys that are growing up that are, you know, not making it past their fifties. It's, it's very sad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, how did you become a referee, Mike? How, how did it, how did that all come about? I mean, you're obviously a big wrestling fan. You're going back to, you know, when Joe and I were we're all about the same age, um, you know, watching wrestling since you were just just in diapers practically. So, how did you become a how did you become a referee? What got you involved in that? Well, uh, one of my jobs, I was with, uh, uh, I became friends with somebody at work, and then and they're telling me about. Indie wrestling. I really didn't at that time. I mean, all these years of watching wrestling, I really didn't know very much about the independent wrestling scene. Um, there was a show that came locally uh, at the time when I was living in uh, Belleville, New Jersey. Uh, There's a show that came. Um, I think the first show was in Belleville, and the second show I saw was in Bloomfield High School. Um, I, I just kind of fell in love with it. And what's great about it is that. Um, these these young kids that are starting out are, are amazing. You know, they all got to start somewhere, and you know, this is where they start. But uh, it's a great thing to go to because you get to see all these old legends of the past, and they, they you know they just appear at the, at the shows, and you get to do stuff with them that you never. If you go to a WWE show, you don't get to meet and greet. I mean, you can get in the ring with the wrestler, take a picture with them, get an eight by ten signed by them. You know, you'll have memories for life. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, sir. Um, so, so you know, uh, I know I know that we're gonna we're gonna get into the specifics of, of who you've worked with in the ring, but um, have you always been a manager with the NWS, and 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 how did you become a how did you become a part of the National Wrestling Superstars organization? Well, 
I uh, a friend of mine told me to uh, go ahead and apply because I, you know, I'd, at the time I said I went to the Marines and I've been a police and I've done security, so I contacted the promoter and asked him if he needed any extra security guards. And he explained to me, he said, why would you want to come into this business? You know, the pay is awful and, and, you know, you don't get really recognized for anything. It's a lot of hard work. But I said, well, that's what I'm about. You know, I like hard work. I love wrestling. And uh, he says, well, they don't only do security. Well, everybody, you do a little bit of everything. You set up the ring. You do the ring crew. You set up the sound system, the lights. So just like anybody else, I worked my way up to the bottom doing stage crew and setting up the lights and the sound system. And uh, eventually they asked me if I wanted to be a wrestler because uh, they do in-house training at, the, at, at our facilities. And uh, I said, well, not really because I'm a little bit on the older side and I, I kind of have a bad back and bad knees. And this is, well, I kind of want to be a referee. And this is really, well... You know, they started training me as it and uh, started giving me matches here and there, One, you know, one match a night, you know, when we were doing a show. And eventually, you know, I just got trained by some of the best referees that we have there and got some really good training from them. And I've been doing it for about a little bit over two years now. Hey, Mike, how long has the NWS been around? I don't know exactly. Uh, it's okay. been around for a little while, maybe probably about 10, 15 years. Okay. And, um, you know, being a referee in general, can you talk about that? And what specific skills do you get trained on to be a referee? And, you know, we, we know, like, what the obvious role of being a referee in the ring is, but what else um, do you need to know before you actually get into the ring to be a ref? Well, you, you somewhat have to be somewhat athletic because, you know, you got to be able to get out of the way of these big guys sometimes. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things with, you know, hand signals and gestures to, you know, let the the wrestlers know, you know, when to take the match home, and, and you got to learn these things. You got to watch for eye contact. There's a whole bunch of hand signals you need to learn. If one a wrestler is injured, uh, from to asking the timekeeper how much time is left in the match, and uh, in actuality, when you go to wrestling school, like even referees have to learn how to wrestle. So they've eventually taught me some basic moves, how to take a bump. Uh, body slam, hip toss, a lot of basic moves. Right. And uh, because a lot of times uh, it, it, it calls for a referee to take a bump sometimes, you know, learn how to learn how to fall without getting hurt. Now, is Mike Amos always right, Jones, the referee? Is he a heel referee or a face referee or he's a tweener? I'm definitely a heel referee. I am oh, yeah. not like that. I'm booed a lot of times. <laughs> um, I'm usually cheered in the ho- more of the hometown areas like Belleville and Bloomfield, but everywhere else I'm really hated. That's great. <laughs> I love your I love it. <laughs> that is great. I love it. I'm, I'm I'm like Earl Hebner. I, I bring it on. <laughs> now you 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 also talked about um, what you call it, like re- uh, wrestlers getting hurt. Now what would you, what would you say was the most severe injury that you were refereeing a match that you had to? Like you know, put the X sign up and say that this guy's really hurt. What happened? Um, well, I have two examples of one that I wasn't in and one that I was in. But uh, the one that I was in, uh, you know, doing some high flying moves and you know they land uh, they land wrong and get the wind knocked out of them and uh, they can't breathe 
or they they're not silly and they they say I can't see anything. It's really dark. So, you know, they right. got a little bit of a concussion. So I got to throw up the X and you know have them carted out. Um, but as far as one that uh, somebody that's worked in our promotion recently um, was working at another promotion, he decided to do a a move that he hasn't really practiced a lot before. It's kind of like a 450 splash it's, uh, with a little extra added turns, like a 720, I believe it might be called. He did right. an extra rotation. He wound up landing on his head. He's now paralyzed. Wow. And, uh, he, he he was our cruiserweight champion. Uh, his name was Spiral. Jeez. Wow. That's horrible. Yeah. And, and just in terms of just wrestlers, um, can you give us just some names that you've worked with in the NWS that now has made it to the big time, like the WWE, and I guess to a lesser extent, TNA? Um, as far as uh, wrestlers that made it out, uh, I, I know only of two, and they're actually female wrestlers, and they're not, they're one of our sister companies. Uh, it's called WSU. It's all women's wrestling. And uh, okay. there's one, her name is Rosita at, uh, at TNA. She's with the, the Mexican-Americans. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. I, I know who she is. Yeah, her name was originally with Davina Fly, and uh, she she got called up, and uh, she became Rosita. And uh, one recently, I think I've just recently seen on SmackDown, I think her name is AJ. Yes, uh, AJ, yeah. Tiny girl. Yeah, her, her name was, I believe, was Miss April, and she was another female wrestler of a, a company that I've worked at before, too. So oh, wow. no, no guys no guys from my company, but a few a few girls. Now, I've seen, like, a lot of pictures on your Facebook page um, in terms of this wrestlers. I mean, were you in the ring with these guys just to just to pose, or were you actually doing some of their matches? Like, I've seen one with, like, Kurt Angle a couple times. Um, I've been in the ring with a lot of them. A few of them are just uh, posing. We are, you know, working on the same show, whether if I'm doing security or referee. Um, I, I always show respect and, you know, I always ask them to snap off a shot because – even though you're in the industry, everyone's a huge mark, no matter what. And, of course. Uh, you know, I love the memories to have them, too. But I don't act uh, like a little schoolgirl when I run up to them. You know, I'm very respectful <laughs> to them. And You, um, you don't go and challenge them to matches or anything? As far as some of the matches, I, I've worked with Kurt Angle. Um, due to the fact that he still works currently with TNA, he couldn't really do a wrestling match, but he, he worked in an angle with us where um, me as like all three referees during the main event got knocked out and he came out with a referee shirt and beat up the heels and threw on some ankle locks and uh, uh, Carlito was there that night as well. I got to work. I actually took the bump from Carlito. He was doing a, his finishing move backpacker. He landed up into me. I got knocked into the ropes and I got knocked out. <laughs> wow. That's, that's some good stuff, Mike. Uh, you know, it seems like um, you've really been in, in the ring with some some big time people. Have you ever called a match with any of these guys? I know you mentioned how Kurt was signed to TNA, but have you ever called a match with any of them? Um, a few of them. Um, recent Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, nice. I've worked with uh, I've worked with Val Venus, Mr. Anderson from TNA. Uh, worked with Tatanka, uh, oh, Terry okay. Funk, Kelvin yeah. Sullivan, uh, Shelton Benjamin recently. Wow, Shelton! Big fan of Shelton's. Yeah, you you really uh, uh you really had uh, quite a list of uh, who's who in in the ring. Uh, you know, the NWS from what I understand, it's a pretty big organization in terms of uh, the biggest on the East Coast, I believe. Yes, it is. Uh we we do about 50 to 60 shows a year. 
Uh, we mainly do New Jersey from all the way uh, as far south as Akko, New Jersey. We do the shore area. We do uh, uh, middle area by Edison uh, up here by Belleville and Bloomfield. And we're all over. Uh, we also do Philly, Connecticut, Delaware, and uh, probably coming soon, probably doing some shows in New York City too. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Are there any specific events you can tell the audience about that are coming up, uh, you know, in the, in the near future? Um, we have about three shows in July, uh, one at the Nellon, at the Knights of Columbus, uh, one on the 23rd, Island Heights, that's around the Seaside Heights area, that's at a fire company house, um, Carteret on the 30th, Family Parish Hall. Um, we have a show, actually, Joe, if you'd be interested in it, we have a Belleville show coming up on uh, the 19th of August. You can oh, wow. Let's go, over, guys. Let's go. Yep, Knights <laughs> of Columbus. Yeah, me and DJ yeah, will be there. We definitely got to check that out. Bring Neil, Joe. we got to bring Neil over there. It's a Tuesday yeah, night, though. Welcome to come. <laughs> Sounds like a PG at CSB that day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we could, always, we could always make the exception for the event. So you said that's August 19th, uh, Mike? What's that? You said this is August 19th you're going to be in Belleville? August 19th will be in Belleville, the night of Columbus. Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, can you give us a – is there a website that the fans can check out? Of course. Uh, it's nwswrestling, all one word, dot com. That's simple enough. nwswrestling.com. We definitely got to check that out. Now, uh, you know, before we let you go, Mike, and, of course, we appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. You know, you're a big wrestling fan like we are, and it's always great to, to have that connection. Um can you give us a? Can you give the, the audience who may not know what the NWS is about? Tell us who the champs are right now, the, currently, whether it's a heavyweight tag team, you know, cruiserweight, and all that. Uh, sure, no problem. Uh, well, I'll give some shout-outs here to uh, Rampage Rogers. Will be our heavyweight champion, and we have our hardcore champion is uh, Corrupted Corey Havoc, and our U.S. champion, the Love Machine Nikki Oceans, and we have our tag team champs of the Jersey Shore Jocks. And recently vacated uh, Spiral. He was our cruiserweight champion, so we actually have a vacated title right now. But uh, one of my big boys that's out there is Mr. Andy Payne himself, J.D. Smooth. He's been a multi-time cruiserweight champion. He'll probably get it again real soon. Nice. Now, Mike, uh, before we let you go, though, uh, who's you said that the owner of the NWS uh, is out of Hazlitt, New Jersey. I mean, do, do we know him? Is he a famous wrestler? Um, no, he's ever actually he's done a little something earlier in his life. His, uh, his name is Dapper Johnny Falco. Um, he, he's that's why I understand that he's been a lot into uh, uh, what do you call it? The Derby, the roller derby. Right. Okay. Back in back in the eighties, he was more into he was a, he, that's what he was really heavily into, and then he kind of broke into wrestling. But uh, wow. our other promoter, uh, our commissioner, Eugene Gino Moore, actually was a wrestler back in the day. I gotcha. actually haven't seen any of his matches, but uh, it was a little old school for me. Yeah. Well, Mike, you know, we definitely appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us and discussing, you know, some NWS stuff. And uh, great having you on. And, and, you know, sorry we haven't talked in the last 16 years, but it's great connecting <laughs> with you now. And, uh, yeah, We'll, we'll make sure, yeah, we'll make sure that we catch a show or two, and uh, you know, since they are local, which is great for me and DG. But uh, 
we'd love to have you on again, and we appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for coming on to PG tonight. Yeah, no problem. Uh, if you mind if I just plug one more thing here. Um, plug away. Also, there's, a, there's, one more, there's a movie that's coming out uh, as of July 12th. It's called Cards Subject to Change. It's an independent film actually made about independent wrestling, and our promotion, NWS, is mainly featured in the movie. Uh, Dapper Johnny Falco has also been interviewed in the movie, and he talks about the, the, the real behind-the-scenes of independent wrestling in it. And also um, National Geographic has also filmed us as well, and we have a show airing on Wednesday, August 12th. It's called Slammed Inside Indie Wrestling, and it's all filmed at my company, and most likely I'll be in a lot of the matches that will be f- featured on the show. Uh, they're going with one show as of right now, and it actually might turn into a series. Oh, wow. Wow. Not bad. So, uh, you know, that's on, you said the National Geographic Channel? The National Geographic, uh, August 24th. I think it'll be, I believe it will be called Slammed Inside Indie Wrestling. Sure to check that out too. Thank you so much, Mike. And uh, again, we'll we'll hope to have you on again in the near future, and maybe you could uh, give us some more inside information, and uh, you know we could just discuss on you know your future endeavors with uh, NWS. Uh, no problem. Thank you very much for having me on. It was a pleasure. Have a good night, sir. You too. Bye bye. Folks, well, that, that was, was Mike. <laughs> I was going to outro that one, DJ. Sorry, I was going to say, yeah, folks, that was Mike. I'm always right, Jones, for the NWS, and uh, a friend of mine, DG, back in middle school and high school days. And, uh, yeah, he's. it looks like the guy's been do- has done every single job imaginable, and now he's a referee for the NWS, at least on the weekends. And it's uh, good getting some information from him. And um, I never knew that the NWS was that local. I mean, when I think of local promotions, I think of the IWF, DG. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, folks, we probably just had a little exchange there. It's just that normally, I think this is the first time you've ever introed and outroed a, a guest there in all the months and years and, you know, the shows that we've had with all the different, you know, personalities and things. I think this is the first time. So, you know, I, I'm used to just uh, just hopping in there. But, yeah, that was good, some good stuff from Mike. He gave us some good insight in the life of, you know, indie wrestling. And, of course, independent wrestling is pretty much the lifeblood of wrestling if you're a fan. You know, you have the WWE, you have TNA, well, TNA is just a slop fest, but you have the WWE, but indie wrestling is really where it's at for the casual fan because a lot of them have, are so tired of what the WWE has to offer or lack thereof. And then, of course, with TNA, it's just like something else needs to happen. Something needs to change so people get into that. So it's definitely good to plug, the, you know, the biggest independent wrestling uh, federation, as <laughs> as I just uh, to talk about another one. Um, you know, we, we plugged the IWF last week with Flex Freeman, and you know you have independent wrestling organizations like this one that's the biggest in the Northeast. So, you know, it's some good stuff. I wonder if Kevin Knight knows uh, the NWF, sir. Uh, I'm guessing he would. I mean, I don't even know if that's considered his, his rival company, like, you know, WWE and WWF versus WCW, but I would think he knows something about them. Yeah, that, uh, I would I would agree with that. And you know, uh, Joe, as we uh, as we transition over to um, what I guess the main focus of tonight is going to be, and I know that we actually have uh, one of our regular guests on the air, JB. We need to talk about what happened last night on Raw, sir. And uh, I would like you to take it away. Yeah, I mean, Raw was a you know it was the the third gimmick in a row. In, in terms of Raw, you know, the All-Stars rule. Uh, then last week was the People's Choice uh, in terms of that. And then tonight, uh, last night was the Raw Roulette. So um, I thought Raw itself 
in general, DG. It was just another lackluster Raw, except for maybe I like the Sinkara match at, against Evan Bourne. It was a little too short, like you said to me in our production meeting, but, again, still a pretty good match. But what we really want to talk about for the rest of the evening, pretty much, folks, is the last five and a half to six minutes um, that happened right before the Raw went off the air, and that was with CM Punk cutting probably – one of the best promos, and DG will argue and tell you that it was the best promo ever in wrestling. But, uh, you know, I'd have to start thinking about that one before I start saying it's the best promo ever. But, DG, CM Punk, he is the man. I mean, he, he did cut a, a really good promo. I mean, I could get into some of this stuff, but he, he, he didn't mention a lot of stuff that was real life, you know, just real life stuff that would make you think, wow, I can't believe he's actually saying this kind of stuff, especially about Vince McMahon. So, um, do you want me to just break down each little segment you want to discuss, or how do you actually want yeah, to roll yeah, with it? Yeah, yeah, do that. Break it down, and then we'll just roll with it. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, we're going to get Pyro on here in a second, but uh, but break it down for us, sir. PG style. Okay, the, one of the first things he said that is, and he's said this before, is that he's leaving in three weeks as the WWE champion after the money back match against John Cena, which to me, you know, I, I don't see that in, in terms of being a smart fan, realistic. If the guy is really leaving DG, I don't see him leaving as the WWE champion, but it does leave, um, you know, some questions open and it makes you want to actually watch at least that, that match on the pay-per-view. And he, you know, the one thing, the next thing is what we should really comment on. He says that he actually likes John Cena Unlike most of the guys in the back in the backstage, but he just hates the idea that John Cena is the best, which me, you, and Pyro always say is John Cena is probably not the best, but and Punk thinks he is. So it was definitely a great thing for him to say that he respects John Cena, he likes John Cena, but he definitely thinks he's not the best. Yeah, um, well, he actually you you misrepresented what he said. Um, apparently, well, what he really said was that he likes John Cena as opposed to. The the other people in the back, meaning that he doesn't like the guys in the back. He you know he's not a fan of them. He wasn't he wasn't talking about their um, ability or whatever the case was, but he you know in terms of how they feel about Cena. But he was talking about he doesn't like the guys in the back. But it just blew me away. That whole thing was just like wow. It was it was an amazing, an amazing thing to hear Punk get away with everything that he said. I don't even understand how that's possible, sir. I don't understand how he got away with what. What he did, and you know how Vince McMahon could even, you know how Vince McMahon could even approve what he did. That just blew my mind, sir. Yeah, and then he goes on and says that Cena's just a butt kisser to Vince, and then this is what really like really caught my attention was that he started saying like he was almost uh, Cena's almost as good as Hogan in terms of being a butt kisser, and Rock has always been and still is the great one of the greatest butt kissers of Vince McMahon. And the thing I didn't get, and maybe we should get Pyro on right now is that he looks into the camera and says he's breaking the fourth wall. Um, do you have any idea what he means by that? Well, uh, as we have Pyro joining us right now, well, what, what he means by that is, uh, you know, the fourth wall is something that's discussed. I don't know if you remember um, Saved by the Bell, but Zach Morris used to address the audience. When you address the audience directly and you go past the, the script, as it were, that is breaking the fourth wall. And what Punk was doing was just going all out there. You know, he said hi to his buddy, independent wrestler, Cole Cabana, who was a part of the WWE for a brief time, and was let go, of course. And, uh, you know, he just he just blew everybody's mind with that promo. It was amazing. It's just really pyro. If you could chime in on this one, you know, give us your take, uh, you know, as we continue to break this down. What did you think about the promo? Give us your, your, your uh, you know, your raw reaction to it. Uh, well, 
I was just blown away by it too. I was speechless when I stood there just listening to it. I, it was funny because um, uh, for those of you who listening who may not know, when I write the recaps, I usually time shift them on the DVR. That way I can skip through commercials. And I had a late start last night, so I didn't even know what was going on. But DG uh, texted me uh, out of the clear blue and said, did you watch uh, CM Punk's promo? It was amazing. And I, I was only halfway through the episode. But even while, while I was watching, I'm thinking that, um, you know, there's no way it could be that fascinating. It can't be that <laughs> interesting. It must be good but not great. DG's just exaggerating like he does. But, uh, um, I got to it and... Man, I just, it was, within like three sentences of punks, I knew there was something special going on. I wound up um, writing it verbatim in the recap, and it's, I even linked to a video that is floating around on YouTube about it. It's just fantastic. Um, It really did get out uh, all the stuff that, you know, us old school hardcore fans are trying to say. Um, all the thoughts that have been on our minds and unaddressed by WWE and their blindness. I was actually the most shocking thing to me that he said was uh, bringing up Johnny Ace and how useless he is because that's just, I mean, you know, Johnny Ace is one of those guys who is untouchable and you can't ever say anything bad about him. But for Punk to call him out like that and call him an idiot and call Triple H an idiot and call Stephanie an idiot, all, all these people just stupid, right? You know, it, it was just, Amazing. It was great. It felt very, very real. Yeah, and obviously, you know, wrestling, it, 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 if it was real, folks, you know, and I have, I have even had people asking me this, which amazed me, lifelong wrestling fans, if Punk's promo was truly a real, unscripted, real-life promo, they would have cut him, they would have fired him on the spot. Punk wouldn't be working for the company anymore. Now, for those of you who don't know, there's some spoilers floating around there. I don't know if you want to get into this, but... Let's just put it this way, that Punk will be in the main event at uh, Money in the Bank, and there's been a stipulation added where if he did, if he walks out with the title, uh, walks out of the building basically with the title, then Cena will be fired. So obviously you know something is up there, which kind of telegraphs it, but the promo itself was mind-blowing. What he spoke about, it amazed me that he was allowed to call Triple H a doofus, that he was allowed to call Stephanie an idiot, that he was allowed to call Johnny uh, John Laurinaitis, for those of you who don't know, who's actually the brother of the Road Warrior Animal. He's the head booker, the director of talent relations. And, uh, you know, him getting getting thrown under the bus like that, I don't even know, Pyro or Joe, I don't know how Vince McMahon approved this promo. I mean, he buried everything and everyone. He buried guys who don't work anymore like Hogan. He, he you know, talked about Dwayne Johnson or The Rock kissing butt. He talked about Cena. I mean, he bur- buried... He, he, I tell you, I honestly don't know how... Uh, he convinced Vince to let him say that, to mention the Ring of Honor, to mention New Japan. The only thing missing, what he should have said, I think, is, you know, as a matter of fact, when I win that title, I'm going to go to TNA and I'm going to throw it in the garbage like Medusa did to the the old women's title. I mean, to me, that was the only thing missing. Obviously, I didn't mention TNA, but everything else was just amazing. I agree. I think the only reason he was able to say as much as he did was probably because he agreed not to mention TNA. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious what Vince was on, or maybe what he wasn't on, to actually agree to an idea like that. Because I I mean, Vince has become so paranoid and so self-delusional and um, just completely insane from a business perspective that you know over the past six years or seven years he's always convinced himself that he's doing everything right in the face of declining ratings, in the face of declining profit margins. 
you know, the only the main thing keeping WWE afloat right now is all their DVD sales. So yeah. given that so much has gone wrong for them and Vince's stubbornness, you're right. I, I I don't understand how in the world he agreed to let Punk say all that. But I think it's great to see Punk say that because it shows the Punk does actually have the trust of the brass and um you know, they they do trust him to go out and make an impact like that. And he was still able to get some cheap heat. You know, those few cheers that he had for what he was saying petered out into booze just because he was insulting the fans at the same time. I mean, it had everything. It was the perfect promo in in execution because all he was doing was speaking the truth, but he was still able to do it in such a way that he was able to maintain being a heel. And he's just yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. I agree with that, but what what amazed me more than anything else, I guess, is the fact that Vince let Punk say it, but because he's CM Punk is what is what gets me. What I mean by that is he's not John Cena, he's not Randy Orton, he's not the top guy in the company, so he's not even The Rock, so for them to allow him to cut that kind of promo, it doesn't make sense to me. And I tweeted this last night, for anybody who doesn't think that, or who thinks opposite of what I'm about to say, you're a moron, but if anybody out there doesn't think that this is going to get people to buy the pay-per-view. I want to see that. I don't even like watching the WWE pay-per-views anymore, except for the big ones, and I want to see this pay-per-view. I want to see what happens. I want to see what Punk does. I want to see this match. I want to see if he does win, whatever the case is. But it's got me intrigued. It's going to get more buys. It's going to get people interested. And I guess Vince, Punk must have convinced him, like, you know what, sales are down. People aren't checking out these pay-per-views because, obviously, they're not doing so well. Let's do something different. Let's go off the cuff. Let's do a quote-unquote shoot. And Vince was probably, you know, high on crack. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it, Punk. Let's uh, let's let it go, Joe. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the fact that Vince uh, allowed Punk to cut this promo is amazing because, I mean, there's another thing that Punk said. I just want to mention that, too, is that he says that Vince is a millionaire, should be a billionaire, but he just makes foolish decisions just to amuse himself. Well, this yeah. was just a a decision to make Vince a fool and to make Triple H and Stephanie look like fools, which was really interesting. And he really got my attention when he started mentioning how, I mean, this really says it all. I mean, how pissed off he is that The Rock is in the main event at WrestleMania, and he's not next year when The Rock is not even in the WWE full-time anymore, guys. And just, you could see that everything he was saying, it was like, all the smart fans were just like, keep saying, yeah, keep going, Punk, because, you know, he was just telling it like any smart fan would tell it to Vincent Van Pyro. Yeah, um, this, I mean, this whole, this, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, <clears throat> excuse me, this whole promo has created more buzz and more excitement in WWE, well, in pro wrestling period, than I think any non-death news story has in the past, you know, six or seven or maybe even eight years. Um, you know, if we throw out the shocking deaths of, like, Savage or uh, Edge's out-of-nowhere retirement, um, you know, this has gotten people interested. And I'm curious uh, what the ratings are going to be for next week and the buy rates for Money in the Bank. In fact, um, adding to what DG said, at the end of my recap, I even mentioned, I am now so interested in the pay-per-view that I'm going to buy it. I mean, just one promo from Punk was enough to sway me to just drop the 50 bucks on the uh on the pay-per-view. So, you know, I, I'm I'm really, especially since it's from going to be from uh, Punk's hometown, you know, Chicago. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a trip. Well, however it you know, turns out, it's going to be a trip. You know, Pyro, I was mentioning to DG in our production meeting that 
there's a new DVD coming out between Bret, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, you know, with the entire screw job and everything with that. So wouldn't it be interesting if, like, history repeats itself in terms of, like, they're now in Chicago, Punk's hometown, and there's some kind of screw job where Punk is ready to win the title, and Vince comes down and costs him the match, and then, you know, supposedly Punk quits. We know his contract is not up until September, but what do you feel like like history repeating itself and then having another type of screw job this time with John Cena and CM Punk? I'm never really pleased with uh, the repetition of storylines, um, and I actually heard that idea floated uh, already, although I didn't realize there was a new DVD set coming out. That'll be interesting. Um yeah, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and all that. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick that up. Brett's, I, I'm on record as saying Bret's in my top three of all time. But um, it'd, be, it'd be an interesting twist, and I'm sure us fans, you know, the, the long-term fans will be able to see the parallels, and it'll be interesting. And, you know, it's not a complete total rehash since, of course, you know, it wasn't starring uh, Punk or Cena last time around. But... I'm hoping they do something more with it than just, you know, reverting to a screw job mentality. But we'll see, you know. Like I said, yeah, however, right. Carl, uh, go ahead. Sorry, Pyro, but you know what? I think that they got to do something. I heard this. I forget who said it, um, but people are out there thinking that maybe this will, uh, you know, another buddy of mine, that this may lead to a Cena heel turn. And if it does, I mean, it would just be out of control, buck wild, for Cena to just go heel, but I mean, obviously, if that happens or doesn't happen, the fact is this punk thing is so real. We need to get people in on this. People need to just just flood the WWE, show that they're interested in this angle, and if it goes wrong, just back out. But I don't see how the WWE can screw this up. But I'm sure they absolutely will find a chance to. Yeah, they uh, they've they've found a way of making lemons out of lemonade. You know. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that this whole punk promo, guys, I literally, you know, I, my, you know, I'm over here watching uh, Raw with my wife. She fell asleep. I, I just finished working out, so I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Let me turn on Raw. And I, I'm watching the beginning of it because Joe told me that, and truthfully, I haven't watched it live just because it's been so bad. But Joe told me about the Shawn Michaels thing. I'm like, oh, Shawn Michaels, my all-time favorite guy. Look, I saw that, loved it. He super kicked the heck out of everybody. But then I fast, I looked online and I said something about Punk. I'm like, wait, let me check this out. I looked at the end. I literally sat there, almost like Punk did, on the floor, and I was just in awe and in shock to the point I made so much noise that I woke my wife up because she was, you know, she fell asleep. And I was trying to explain it to her, and I really couldn't because she's not a big wrestling fan. I, I was like, man, I can't wait till tomorrow night's show. Just to discuss this, his promo, it had the air of real. And I tweeted this to Jim Ross today, and we were going back and forth. It was promo, how to cut a promo 101. It was perfect. It was spot on. It was CM Punk at his finest. He's right. He is the best wrestler. You know, he is the best wrestler in the WWE. But the fact that he's allowed to say wrestling, the fact that he's about allowed to say world wrestling entertainment, the fact that he's allowed to bury everyone and, and anyone, and he's not the top guy, that proves to me that he should be the top guy. Yeah, um, I, I've actually, since I saw it, I, I've been curious how much was uh, approved by Vince in the first place. I mean, I'm sure the biggest po uh, topics that CM Punk discussed were... Um, talked about beforehand, but I don't know, just a, a little part of me wonders if uh, Punk went a little bit off the rails a couple times, you know, or if he ad-libbed most of it and, uh, 
you know, just to get some of the thoughts off his chest. I, I don't know, but uh, either way, I'm more – I'm just happy it happened. You know, I mean, it's great about what he said, and we can discuss uh, how much was the work and how much was the shoot all day. But the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. it was allowed to happen and the fact that, like I said, it's generated more buzz in a decade has just uh, – that that's great. I mean, th- that's a tiny piece of what WWE needs to become – what it used to be, as good as it used to be. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's actually, the fact is that it's interesting, it's trending. You know, obviously Vince couldn't write that promo. Nobody could script that promo because he was saying stuff like, again, Ring of Honor and all this other stuff, Cole Cabana. Well, you know, what the hell does Vince know about any of that stuff? You know, Vince is probably oblivious <laughs> to that. Vince allowed it to happen, yes, obviously. Why or how, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. Again, maybe he was drunk, who knows. But the fact that Punk just... Uh, aired it all out. He literally aired everyone out, and I loved it. I sat there in awe. I was amazed, Joe Pyro. I sat there and I just could not believe it. And I was sitting here talking to myself, like, "What? He just I, what? I mean, I was in shock that he, he. I mean, he ripped the boss's daughter. Stephanie's never mentioned on television anymore. The whole Triple H Stephanie wedding thing. I mean, how it's been mentioned maybe once, and, and that's always off camera. Nobody ever sees Triple H. They've never come out together and said, "Hey, we're married." The fact that he ripped them, he ripped the, the bookers, he ripped everyone. I mean, he talked about Brock Lesnar, for goodness sakes. Brock Lesnar hasn't been in the company for, like, eight years. You know? And he even I, got I, that I, little light shot against the USA Network, calling all their shows crappy. That was great. Yeah. You know? And you're talking about Paul Heyman. He's a Paul Heyman guy. It's just, I, I'm telling you, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Let's, let's not forget a, that. Yeah, I was going to say, let's not forget that he also... For for as much as he, you know, we love what he did. He also made sure that he called us out, the people that actually loved the promo. He actually said that we're the ones that buy all the merchandise, buy all the memorabilia, and we always want him to sign it at the airport at five in the morning. And he tells us that we should get a real job. I thought that he really put himself <laughs> on an island. He really put himself on an island and made sure that not only the you know does the 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 you know the fans that love Cena. Uh, hate Punk, but even the people that like what Punk is doing made sure that we have to hate him too. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's true. It's it, he has sort of a you said it perfectly. He put himself on an island. Once you start saying things like that, it's very hard to turn face or even tweener once uh, you know you're trying that kind of cheap heat like Christian just dismissing everybody as he is right now. It, it'll be tough for him to eventually turn tweener or face if they want to even do that in a year, but. Uh, you know, for Punk, I don't think it matters. Punk is such a great heel, um, and normally I like the faces. I, I think mo- a lot of the guys are better as faces than heels. But Punk is one of those guys who, you know, now that I've seen him like this after that promo, I don't think I'll ever be able to take uh, face CM Punk seriously anymore. He's just he's too good at being an arrogant SOB. It just works so well for him. So. I I, I agree know. with that. He's definitely he's definitely good at being a heel, but he's just not a typical WWE guy. He doesn't have the look. He doesn't have any of that. But he's skilled. He's talented. He is awesome. And I tell you, I want to see him push to the moon. I've heard that his actual contract doesn't expire until September. You know, which you'll see. Maybe he'll take some time off or whatever the case is. But the WWE after last night, Mark Madden said this best on WrestleZone. The WWE needs to go all out. They need to back up a truck to his house and pay this guy off and get him <laughs> in there. And there is just no way, shape, or form, you know, otherwise. They have to get this guy on. They have to make Punk main event 
take over Raw. You know it would be great if somehow this leads to them getting rid of the spinner belt. He does take the win the title, take it with him. Cena gets fired, comes back a week later or whatever, and then he takes the spinner with him, and they have to recreate the title. That would be amazing. But, guys, before we continue, uh, Pyro, let me just put you on hold for a second. Uh, we actually have another guest uh, joining us this evening, and uh, this is the first-time uh, caller, long-time listener. We have uh, Serena joining us off the uh off the net one of our fans from uh, pure gold pg serena how are you doing i'm doing pretty good how are you guys we are doing awesome you'd like to talk about last night's uh cm punk promo specifically and maybe a little bit more about raw you know i'll tell you what the the net is blowing up with cm punk and i really think it's like the best thing that has come out from wwe in a while um, you know, I mean, you see either, like, you see the hate or you see, like, the good, you know what I mean? I don't know about on you guys' walls, but it's just, like, blowing yeah. up everywhere. Um, it was amazing last night. I don't know. I just, um, I loved him. I mean, I, I've, I've liked him before, you know, but um, it just, and there's no way, you know, if Vince didn't want that to happen, you know, everybody can talk all they want to talk. And anybody who's watched WWE, even back in, the, back in WWF times, um, yeah. I mean, oh my God! He he gave me like this the savage, the flair, the you know what I mean, the Hogan, <laughs> their speeches, and just like that heart, you know what I mean in it. Yeah, so, no, I, I agree. I absolutely it's agree. True. And the truth of the matter is, uh, hold, hold on one second, Joe. The truth of the matter is that what he did, what Punk did last night, what he was allowed to do, just was, was amazing. And yeah, of course, it's not it's not real in the sense that. Vince didn't approve it because obviously Vince approved it. But the truth of the matter is that, you know, Vince, and I keep saying this, and it just bears, Vince let this happen so people are talking about it. It gives the WWE so much flavor, so much juice, so much action, so much intrigue that it hasn't had in a long time. And it only could have been accomplished by somebody like Punk simply because of the fact that he has the ability to make it work, you know, and he has the ability to make those, uh, to have the mic skills, to, to show the emotion and convey the passion, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, really, anybody who thinks that he's leaving, you know, because I see it like, you know, I'm a, I'm on a bunch of different, like, um, wrestling group lists and just, you know, you sit here and you read this and you have people who are, like, heel haters because I used to be, like, a heel, you know, a closet heel lover. <laughs> but I've come out of the closet like for Joe. quite a while now, you know, because it's like, you know, Joe's I, I secretly like them. <laughs> but it's like, you know... It's, it's like I tell all these people, you know, it's easy when when your job is you go out. I mean, just think of, like, of any movie star. You go out and you have the whole crowd cheering for you. Casino walks out and everybody's cheering and yelling and screaming, you know. And then here Punk walks out or, you know, you look at Truth or anybody that's a heel. And it's like, you know, it takes a really big man to actually come out there into a booing crowd knowing that his job is there to make you hate him. You know, yeah. and how can you not have respect for a man that, you know, he's there for entertainment. If you hate him, he's doing his job. You know, I like him, of course, and, you know, he's still doing a good job, but. <laughs> Serena, but, I mean, do you. Do you a... Sorry, ahead, Serena. I was, I was just going to ask you do, you, do you watch Raw exclusively or do you watch SmackDown as well? Um, I watch them both. I do. You watch, I watch them both? both? Yeah. I catch Impact every now and then, um, but, I yeah, I'm watching on Mondays and Fridays. That's pretty much what I'm doing. The, the reason why I ask is. <laughs> The reason why I ask is because uh, DG and I have not watched a pay per view in over maybe you know since WrestleMania. Are you going to order this pay per view and watch it? 
I will. Actually, a lot of the pay-per-views that I watch are online, and I can actually send you guys the link to them, too, um, that, you know, I am going them online. If, if I don't, I know that's wrong. Maybe I shouldn't say that on the video. Um, but I do, We're going to get the Internet police out, out here. They're going to shut us down pretty soon after this conversation. No, that's fine, Serena. I'll take that link. <laughs> No, come on. I used to work at the sheriff's department over here, you know, in Santa Rosa. So, you know, I'm a good girl. I just, you know, um, they get paid with advertisement, okay? They have ads on there, so it's not totally free. <laughs> and if it were illegal, they'd shut it down, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So you're going to check out the pay-per-view in some way that we will not mention on this show? You're, you're definitely going to check this pay-per-view after last night? Yes, I will be watching the pay-per-view. Indeed. There's no way I would miss it. Are you crazy? Punk's going to be on there. I mean, if would, I had to go say, somewhere, you know. What? Right? Go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. I was going to say, would you say that um, last night sold you on the pay-per-view, or were you going to buy it before last night? I mean, were you going to check it out before last night? I would have watched it regardless, but I'll tell you what. I mean, it, like I said, I'm on a lot of groups and stuff, and I see a lot of stuff that goes up and down already. And I have not seen people as fired up about WWE in a while, you know, no matter what's been happening. Um, you know, there are people that are be, going to be going up to the, you know, on the 17th that are like, you know what, if CM Punk wasn't going to be there, I wouldn't go. Yeah. And it's just, um, I think it's going to be a key selling point, really. I think that Vince knows that, um, you know, with Punk, that he can make the money. He can. He can't keep, Vince can't keep hoping that money's going to keep coming in from Cena alone. Because a lot of fans and stuff are getting tired of it. You know, you see it out there. You have a lot of hardcore Cena fans. Trust me, I've been getting flamed because I said, you know, I would like any <laughs> Cena fan to tell me anything other than if it's another wrestler besides Cena that they suck. <laughs> I was like, okay, now give me something factual or elaborate on something. You know, give me any reason, purpose, other than telling me that a Cena fan says anything other than Cena sucks. I'm sorry. You know, I don't dislike Cena, but, you know, I I think that there's a lot of other wrestlers out there that are great um, that deserve to be in that limelight. Now, Serena, CM Punk talked a lot, a lot, a lot of things, you know, he discussed a lot of things in that, uh, that promo at the end of the show. What was the one thing that stuck out in your head the most? Um, I think him calling Vince out. I mean, really... I mean, he he said it all. I mean, he said he talked about his guy. Well, okay, one thing. Who did not notice his T-shirt? Did you guys notice yeah. his T-shirt? That was great. <laughs> you know, come on. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirt on. Um, you know, all of it was key point. You know what I mean? Talking about, um, you know, are you a fan only because you go to the shows and you buy um, all the wrestling crap, you know, because you have a T-shirt that says that you like WWE? You know, does that make you a fan? Because I don't. Um, I love wrestling, and I watch it on Monday and Friday. I don't go around wearing a T-shirt that says WWE or I love CM Punk. Now, don't get me wrong. Hey, I'm thinking about getting me the I'm Awesome shirt. <laughs> just oh, God. Because everybody, look, just because if you, the more somebody hates somebody, the more that I tend to like them because I'm just like, you know. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off track. But, yeah, it, I think there's, I can't say one thing that I like because I really think he hit it on the head a lot of wrestling fans, you know, at least people who've been watching it for years. You know, I'm not talking about yeah. somebody who's just come on the block and been here, you know, watching it for two or three months. They don't care. You know, um, 
people have been watching it for years and years and years who see the struggle that these guys go through. I mean, I don't care how bad a wrestler is, honestly. You know, you look what they've gone through to get where they are. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I agree. You know, it's yeah, true. You, you always have to you always have to keep that in mind because uh, you know these guys definitely they they sell their I want to say sell their souls, but they really just give it all. You know, they're always out there giving 110 percent. So you kind of have to respect that. So you know, definitely we uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate what they do, and of course, Serena, we appreciate you coming on here talking some smack with us. And of course, you are always welcome on the Pure Gold Airwaves. Hopefully we'll be able to, uh, you know, we'll be able to get you on again to talk some wrestling. And now that the WWE is actually interesting again, and we'll, we'll be talking pay-per-views and stuff, we definitely hope you'll uh, you'll tune in and uh, you know, give us your your take like you did tonight. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm sure we'll call in again. All right, Serena, have a good night, and we hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, take care, okay. folks. That was smack talk. With Serena, I had to throw that out there. And speaking of that little segment, let us get back to On Fire's Pyro as we close up the show. Pyro Falcon, now you heard Serena, you heard her take. Uh, obviously, you've heard our take. Give us your, uh, give us your thoughts. You know, closing thoughts on where you think this angle is going to go to. You know, what are we headed to, in your opinion? Um, well, with with the knowledge that. Uh is a little hurt, and they want to keep him 100% for Rock next year. Between um, Punk's awesome promo, the fact that he's just earned himself a bunch of fans, and WWE has just earned itself a bunch of money, um, I'm hoping and I'm predicting that Punk's going to walk out of Money in the Bank with the title somehow, or if he loses the match, it'll be like you say, some sort of screw job. It'll give him some excuse to keep going, to stay. I mean, obviously he's going to stay anyway. Um, yeah, but you know, there's, <laughs> there's going to be yeah, hopefully there, there's going to be something that I, I mean, Punk Punk earned my trust, and I, I trust that whatever he's you know whatever storyline the stupid creative team I use that word loosely uh, has invented for him, he'll be able to make it work. And I mean, if he just keeps doing promos even half as good as he did last night, um, you know, he'll he'll be the solid number one heel for a while. And that's something that the, the WWE absolutely needs. It needs to get the belt off Cena. It needs to give us something to worry about other than, you know, Cena and his little uh, 12-year-old fans. And it definitely needs us to give us a better rival than flipping our truth you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that, Joe, uh, you know, Joe and, and Pyro, of course. I think that the, the correct route would be to take the belt off Cena for a while, and then if they want to do the Cena Rock at WrestleMania, they really don't need the title. I don't see the point of having that match for the title, but that's just me. I'd love to see Punk hold the title and do something, but what's probably going to happen is that Punk might beat Cena by hook or by crook, and then whoever wins the Raw Money in the Bank, and I can't imagine any of those guys being champion, is going to come and win the title right immediately from, from uh, Punk, so he won't leave with it. So to me, that that's the way that I see this turning out, unfortunately. So I hope the WWE proves me wrong. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, they, that could be a way that WWE will, you know, have its cake and eat it too, where uh, 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 the hardcore fans will be happy because Punk wins for a split second. But then, you know, I don't know. It, it can go a, a hundred different ways. All I know is, um, like I said before, I really, really enjoyed last night. And um, if you know, the, the we'd be uh, crapping on WWE a lot less if uh, everyone could just, you know, have some decent promos like that and some good storylines for once. 
Uh, Sorry. Joe, you still there, sir? <laughs> uh, probably because it's a two-sided conversation. I just let you guys muck it up. But uh, the other possible <laughs> scenario Pyro Pyro is, too, is that, um, you know, Punk loses the match clean, gets fired, and uh, we go back to Hayne to WWE as usual. Well, wait, if That's that didn't cool. happen... If that did happen, that would suck. And just so you guys know, the eight contestants in the Money in the Bank match for Raw are Alberto Del Rio, R-Truth, Jack Swagger, The Miz, Kofi Kingston, Alex Riley, Rey Mysterio, and Evan Bourne. The, la- the last four or five that I just mentioned, I can't imagine them winning the title. So I guess it'd be it'd probably... And the only guy I could imagine winning from that whole group really is Alberto Del Rio. And I guess, I mean, to put the title on him like that, maybe him and Cena can feud into SummerSlam because he's been pretty much doing nothing. But, you know, I know Serena and uh, and Joe and Pyro, of course, you'd all agree that they need to turn Cena heel. They need to do something. But if they're going to keep him face and keep Punk as the main bad guy, I would have no problem with that. That could work. And that'd finally give ADR some... Uh some backup for his little destiny blathering that he does every week. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Joe, you have anything uh, before we uh, close this one out? No, thanks, Pyro, for coming on. Serena, good job. Uh, I thought that, you know, you you can't break down that angle more than we just did, I think, folks. uh, And hopefully, (laughs) you know, if we miss anything, hopefully you'll call us out on it next time we have pure gold. (laughs) Yes, Pyro... As always, a pleasure. Thanks for calling in, and you know, hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again soon. Yep, anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care, folks. That was the one and only Pyro Falcon, who was, uh, before that, he was preceded by, or in, interrupted in the middle of, by the one and only Serena, who joined us for the first time tonight. And, of course, we had Mike Jones, Mike I'm Always Right Jones, joining us. So it was an action-packed show, JB. You know, folks, we appreciate all of you out there listening in. Pure Gold is coming at you live with a with a big old you-know-what, just dropping it like it's hot. We hope that you enjoyed tonight, and we also hope that in this uh, coming time, as we go next week, folks, we'll be back live in studio at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Back with flips, back with uh, PG, as it were, as always. JB, tonight was quite the night, sir. Yes, it was. I mean, like it was always good to have Mike from the NWS on and talk. Cause, again, I haven't spoken to him in 16 years, but again, he's a referee, and uh, we got some good some inside information. And uh, you know, we're talking about the best promo probably in the last eight to ten years, as Paul would say. I think it might be the best promo, but uh, I'd have to really think about it. But it definitely has us talking about wrestling again, and that is always a good thing, considering. The dog days of uh, the summer are here, and all we could talk about is baseball. It's good to talk about wrestling once in a while. Yeah, it is, and, you know, it's a nice change of pace for us. And, of course, folks, uh, you know, speaking of changes of pace, as we move up in the world, uh, one of the, I guess, sacrifices or one of the things we're going to have to do from now on is, and tonight, you know, we're about to end, so this is an hour show, but starting next week, we're going to pump out, you know, an hour and a half. We're going we're gonna to shoot for that 90-minute mark. But we're only going to be once a week. Unfortunately, I know there's people out there whose collective hearts have just been broken. We're not going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays anymore. Tuesday will be our night. And, Joe, last night proved that if Raw is good, if something big happens, that's a huge boost to us. And, of course, everything going on with the Mets, them hitting 15 grand slams tonight and scoring about 85 runs. You know, there's so many things to talk about in the world of sports, the world of wrestling, and the world of entertainment. And, uh, you know, Hans is not, unfortunately, not able to join us this week for Smallville View, but we'll get into that next week. So we are just uh, excited and ready to rock and roll, sir, I have to say. 
We are. So before we sign out, I just want to wish everyone a happy 4th of July. Be safe. Enjoy the fireworks. Enjoy the barbecues. DG, good luck tomorrow. You know what I mean. <laughs> thank you, sir. I, uh, I appreciate that. And, folks, have a wonderful evening. I'd like to thank Kelly on the board op. I'd like to thank, of course, Flips, our producer. To all of you out there, everybody who joined us, Mike Jones, Serena Chase, and, of course, Pyro Falcon. Keep it real, folks. For JB, this is DG of PG reminding you to always keep it PG. Good night, everyone.